2: Good morning, Hamilton. This
1: is Rob Golfe with the Golfe team. Welcome to the Golfe Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning once again. RobGolfe.com is the website you want to visit if you are thinking about selling your home, or maybe you've tried to sell your home and you just can't sell it in this market. I mean, that would be remarkable. Uh, to to understand because we are in a seller's market. But remember, the Golfy team gets it sold, and they do so safely during this COVID-19 pandemic. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. You can check out the Golfy team all over Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Awesome videos. And uh, listings, of course, Uh, always uh, like to see those uh, listings uh, crop up on my uh, Facebook feed. And I'm uh, watching these amazing videos with the music and the scenery. And even in the, you know, the dead of winter, things are looking fantastic in terms of, you know, sight lines and neighborhood kind of uh, uh, when you get the the drone footage. Uh, Awesome videos on uh, the Instagram, Facebook and uh, Twitter of uh, the golfy team. And if you have a question or a topic idea that you want us to address on a future program. Send the Golfie team an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Going to talk about a few different things today, including uh, how do you buy a home in a seller's market? We're in one right now, and for some people it is uh, it's rewarding. For others, for many others, it is frustrating. We'll get into that. Also talk about why that house is listed for one dollar. Uh, Rob's going to take us on a a trip down to the big smoke, Toronto, because, uh, well, there's been a few homes over the years that have been listed for a dollar, and more often than not, you'll find out it doesn't really turn out the way that the home seller is hoping for. But to begin today, we're going to talk about what's happening in the local market, and a lot is happening in Hamilton and Burlington. What's happening?
2: A lot is happening, still multiple offers, but we're starting to sense buyer fatigue, um, what's going on out there is, uh, um, there's, uh, less showings happening per listing. And I mean, the, the buyers are still out there, but now they're starting to drop off the ones that didn't get the houses. They're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm just getting out of this market. Forget it. I'm done. And we're starting to see that, that starting to happen. Um, those people are just waiting on the sidelines. And, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's starting to, it's starting to last. Like, like I said, this market is not going to last forever, people. If you're looking at selling your house, you better do it now if you want top dollar. Otherwise, when the market changes, you're going to want what your neighbor got, and it's not going to happen. And, uh, and then you're going to be frustrated. What I'm sensing right now as we're putting houses up for sale, the sellers right now are seeing their, the houses on their street selling. So let's say one house sold on their street for 600 Well, they want, they want 700 so they want to list at 600 650 and what's happening is and they're holding offers and they're not getting anybody. We're already starting to see realtors sending sending us uh, messages saying, hey, we got no offers registered for this, this house that we were holding offers for. Bring yours in now, You're, you'll be the only one, you know what I mean? So that is what's starting to happen and uh, so again we're going to see changes. Um, like we're not going to find out the actual numbers probably till, uh, April, the beginning of April, cause March is going to be the month that we're going to really find out what's really going to happen with this market right now. So we're already starting to see a little bit of a shift. So, uh, or, you know, this is uh, right now is the best time to sell. Uh, the best time to buy was last year in April. Have you bought then? and you want to make some money, this is it. This is the time to do it. Um, so, and, and, and it, and it, but, but I'll tell you, uh, do you have those numbers that I sent you in regards to yes. average to list to sale ratio? S-
1: sale price to list price. Yes.
2: Yeah. So in Hamilton, you can see like, it, it's been climbing like from November, December, January. We're like in, so far this month, we're 112.84% list to sale ratio. So, and that's the average, uh, like, and that's Hamilton and surrounding areas, including Stony
1: Creek, uh, Waterdown, and, and Flamborough. Uh, unbelievable, eh? How it, you see how it's climbing there? So does that mean, for, for Hamilton, for example, because this, uh, you know, it looks at the trend or it looks at the, the statistics, really, um, from November, December, January, and February, uh, does that mean that 112.8% in February, the sale price was 112% over the list price? That's right. Wow. That's right. It was so let's say so let's say you had a house that was $100,000.
2: You uh, the average was sold for 112.84 $112,000. Oh, okay. Wow.
1: That's incredible. Amazing.
2: That's incredible. And uh in Burlington um, it was hovering around 100, 102, 104, and then look at that February, it jumped to 109. So, so far, I mean, we haven't had, we, we're not finished with the month yet. We still got some time left. So, well, I'm curious to see what the month's going to finish off at with that. Mm-hmm. But 109.43% in uh, in Burlington. So the month of February has been, like, rocking when it comes to
1: selling uh, selling homes uh, over list price. Same story for Niagara Falls as well, November uh, that sale to list price was 98 percent and went to 99.8 percent in December, 104 percent in January, and now 108 percent in February.
2: Yeah, just uh, incredible. And uh, and St. Catharines is up to 110 percent for uh, for February. So, and they started off at 100 in uh, in November. And then it, and it climbed and uh, and Welland again there you go it's 112 same as Hamilton so they've they they've got a a, a a great market in Welland and I, I didn't uh bring, I didn't send you the Fort Erie numbers but. But uh, Welland is uh, is really uh, kicking butt when it's uh, coming to the um, over uh, list price uh, ratio. So you mentioned
1: so- you, you mentioned buyer fatigue, and uh, I I think most people, if not everyone, was under the impression that you know that this crazy market wasn't going to last forever. In saying that, uh, did you expect February to maybe be the month to begin seeing that buyer fatigue, or were you anticipating uh, maybe March, maybe even April?
2: I, I think March will be the tail end of anybody uh, getting their best buck out of out of their house. I think uh, I think if they're if they're thinking about selling in April or May, they better think they better change their mind and do it now um, because it, it's going to change. and And I remember in 2016, I remember 2017 when it changed. And when it changes, I, I, we're not saying the market's going to come down. We're just saying the market's going to stop having that frenzy. You're not going to get 10, 20, 30, or even 50 offers on one house. You're going to get, you know, maybe one offer and that's it. It just, but, but the problem here is that the sellers they've done so well in the last four months, they've done extremely well. Now they're getting more aggressive with their price. And, and now they're pushing it to the limit. So, the, so the sellers are getting, I don't want to say the word greedy, but they're, it's, they're, they're pushing the limit when, when, the, when it's uh, uh, coming to listing their house. So, I mean, they want to list their house at a high number and they want to even get even more a bigger number. And, they, and, and, and a lot of, and we're finding a lot of houses are being canceled after one week on the market. Right now, because they tried they tried putting their house up on the market. They were holding offers and they got zero offers. So now what's happening? So the you know, the agents going, oh, my God, you know, what am I doing here? So I got to cancel the listing and we got to go to plan B in selling this house. So and, and uh, they're not they're not doing the uh, let's hold offers uh, for five days and then uh, let's see what happens. That is changing. It depends on on the price point. Now, like you, you really got to listen to your realtor when it comes to pricing points. Some realtors are not pricing it right. They're pricing it too high. And that's why nobody's coming. It, they're already they're already pushed the limit. Uh, when they're holding offers, nobody's willing to go even higher than that because it's already at, at the high number. So they, they got to be very, very careful. Um, but but we're noticing less showings are happening per listing right now. So So we're seeing buyers are starting to walk away in this market and and they're just going to hold back and wait on the sidelines and see what's going to happen in the next couple of months.
1: You mentioned price point and there is a home on my street that just sold. Uh it was listed and we were all kind of not we my wife and I were were su- very surprised when we saw the listing price at 539. This is Central Mountain. We know the average price is in and around $700,000 and you know looking at that number we both thought, wow, they're really pricing it low to get the that multiple offer kind of situation. It Reportedly sold. I, I don't have any official stats on this, but I was told by a neighbor that it sold for seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. So one eighty one over asking. So price point in this market at this juncture with buyer fatigue is extremely important, isn't it?
2: It is, and and, and that price point under the six hundred is like a great price point. Once you start getting into the seven, eight, nine hundred, even over the uh, million, we had, we had one uh, property that we weren't holding offers. We just, um, but it was listed at two and a half million dollars. And we were like, well, you know, people were afraid to like, they're not jumping in like fast. Like we, we did have a couple offers. We did, but it it didn't sell over asking though at a two and a half million dollar mark. So you, you, you gotta be very careful like if somebody was holding offers on that two and a half million dollar house, they would have got zero offers. We did not hold offers. We did get a couple offers, but not one offer came to the full price. So again, you got to be very careful in this market right now. It it could hurt you. Uh, You got one shot at it. You know what? First impression is, is what gets you uh, the biggest dollar. So you've definitely got, got to be careful in how you price your house in this market. And, uh, and you'll do, uh, you'll do very well. But anything under the 600 range is gonna, is, is, is killing it out there killing it. In Niagara, anything under the five hundred range, and in Burlington, anything under the seven, uh, $700,000, $800,000 range is doing really well. But once you start getting a little higher than that and holding offers, you're really taking a risk, in my, in my opinion. You have to be very, very careful.
1: Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. Online, the website to check out is robgolfi.com. That's rob G-O-L-F-I.com. And check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook as well. When we come back, how do you buy a home in a seller's market? There might be some buyer fatigue, but we're still in a seller's market. How do you go about doing that? Stay tuned. The Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML.
0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. I think I'm falling.
1: Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio, on the line is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. For the hottest listings in Hamilton and Burlington, go online to robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I icom Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. And check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have a question for the Golfy team or a topic idea for a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, why is that house listed for a dollar? That should be an interesting discussion, but we were talking in our first segment about buyer fatigue, but we're still in a seller's market. Uh, who knows how long this seller's market might continue for. It's probably for at least a few more months. So how do you buy a home in a seller's market? There's a particular um, strategy involved in this, isn't there?
2: There is, there is. So we just had a situation uh, this week. And remember I mentioned about having the deposit check uh, yes. with the offer, the uh, a bank draft. I'm, I'm not sure if we talk about we that. We did, we did, yeah. But, but uh, so what happened is uh, one of our agents had a, a buyer, they were buying in Caledonia. And uh, she said to me, uh, the, my, the agent that works with me on my team, she said, Rob, is it okay if I just take a picture of the bank draft and send it to the agent? I go, no you go and get that bank draft to that agent and make sure they have it in their hand. Okay. So the bank draft was dropped off at the, uh, uh, uh agent's, uh, agent's office. And, uh, so anyway, so, um, everybody emailed their offers, right. And our agent emailed her, her offer. And for some reason it went into junk mail anyway. And, He went out of his way to call and say, hey, listen, I don't have your offer. I did send it. He found it. It was in the junk mail. So anyway, so because of the bank draft, he was focused on her offer completely because he had a a, a cash offer in his hand and he had a bank draft. Now, if you're $10,000 less than the other offer and you have a bank draft there, you're going to get that deal. Because you got a bank draft right there. That's how you win in this market. You've got to be on top of it. Like, we, like in this market, sometimes people, you know, they say, okay, I'll have the check for you tomorrow morning. Guess what? Tomorrow morning is, is forever. They, they change their mind. They sleep on it. So, again, to, to win in this market, and we do it, and we practice that. We practice that. You get a bank draft and you, get, you have it with the offer. You will win that deal no matter what because they'll work with your offer because they have the bank draft in their hands. Everybody else doesn't want to pay the 10. I'm not sure how much it costs them to put a bank draft together, you know, $5, $10 or whatever. Just do it. You know what? You guys are going over asking anyway. What's $5, $10 to get a bank draft done? If, it does, if, if, if it's not your deal, you didn't get it, just go back to the bank, put it back in your account, and, and then go on to the next uh, deal. But like I said, uh, the bank draft is a huge plus, a huge plus. And there's a lot of other factors involved in there uh, in uh, in how to, to, to win in a seller's market.
1: It, well, in terms of the bank draft, uh, you know, that uh, just proves that, number one, the buyer is serious. And that proves that to not only the realtor, but the home seller as well. But there's also, it, it removes any kind of question on whether or not uh, you know, this deal is going to go through. I mean, if you have that bank draft in hand, uh, the realtor and the home seller knows that they can work with this, you know, prospective home buyer.
2: Absolutely. It's not a deal unless you have a, a, a check or a bank draft. It's not a deal. Like I said, you can get a, you know, every, you know, everybody says, Hey, yeah, I got, I sold the house, to, uh, last night for, you know, a hundred thousand over asking, but, but we don't publish the, how much it sold over at, how much it sold for or anything until we have that check in our hand. And it has happened. I'll tell you, it ha- has happened where we didn't get the check the next day. And now that kind of messes things up. And th- the other thing, as a seller, as a, a seller representing, uh, as, a, as an agent representing the seller, sometimes you got to accept two offers because if the first guy doesn't bring his check, at least you got the second one as a backup that you can deal with. So there's a, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of experience, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you got to know on how to deal with. When you're dealing with uh, uh,
1: as as uh, at, well, that's as a seller, but as a buyer, you know what that bank draft is going to be the key thing for sure. There's a great blog on the Remax uh, website pointing to uh, the annual housing market outlook uh, report that analyzed Canadian real estate trends uh, from the past 12 months and it forecasts activity for the upcoming year. And Remax has determined that 32 of the 39 Canadian housing markets examined are seller's markets right now. Only five were identified as being in balanced territory, and just two, West Vancouver and St. John's, Newfoundland, were buyer's markets. Uh, and, you know, they list that, you know, there, there's a number of things that uh, a a a home buyer should be doing in a seller's market, including, you know, be informed about market conditions, know your budget, obviously, you have to know your starting point, Uh, be prepared to act fast. And, you know, we're talking about bank drafts and, you know, getting your your best kind of offer on the table. You'll have to make a quick decision, obviously, about that, make a strong offer, make your best offer. And one of the keys to this, one of the most interesting uh, points in this, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, suggestions from Remax is be prepared to pivot. Have a backup plan in place, and that, and that you just referenced that from a home seller's uh, aspect, from a home buyer's aspect. Uh, have a backup plan in place might be easier said than done sometimes because there is, you know, some other, uh, you know, homes that you could be looking at as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's tough. Like it's tough. It's frustrating, and and buyers are getting upset, and agents and agents that are representing buyers, they're getting uh, upset, you know, and they're just wondering why didn't get they? they come in with their best offer, and then they come after and say, how come you didn't give me another chance? I said, we gave you a chance. We told you, you know, there's 10 offers. Well, you, you know, you should have told, you know, so it's it just, you, you, try to, you, you try to do everything exactly like the the, the uh, Ontario Real Estate Association handbook and how to deal with multiple offers, but people still get upset. It, it is frustrating. And, uh, but it's just the way the market is and we have to live through that. And, uh, and and it's been tough, but the thing is you got like, 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 the thing is you got to work with a pro you got to work with a pro you got, uh, and that works on both sides and how to deal with the offers. And, uh, and if you have, if you have an agent that's representing you, you, you got to know, not only know the market, but know who you're up against and know, know every detail when it comes into working with, with, uh, with that buyer. And you got to, you actually got to get to know the, uh, the agent that's got, that has the house, uh, listed, get to know him, find out what, you know, just, just try to, you know, be friends with them. You know, if you don't know them just you know, let them know about your client and let them know about, uh, you know, what, where they're going, where they're coming from, how, uh, what's happening. You, you'd be amazed, um, at building a relationship uh, during the five days while you're waiting to have that offer uh, presented because you're going to be competing against everybody else, you build a relationship with that agent and you, and, you, and you let them know about your clients, you let them know where they're coming from, you let them know the, the family and all that, you'd be amazed that he may give that guy a second chance. What, like, uh, uh, he might be off maybe $3,000 or $5,000. He may say to him, hey, listen, I've been talking to you and I like you. You know, If you can come in another uh, $8,000 it's your deal sometimes, you know, and, but they give everybody a chance to give a second chance, but, but the thing is it, you, you, it's building relationships too. Like it's building relationships, uh, goes a long way when you're, uh, representing a, a buyer and building a relationship with the, uh, uh, listing agent. Absolutely. It's you, 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 there's so many factors involved and you'd be surprised how much, how far it goes when you, when you, when you, um, dealing with, uh, that, that circumstance.
1: One last tip on uh, how to buy a home in a seller's market is have a thick skin. As we've seen in this market for sure, uh, there's only one winning bid and there could be 10, 20, maybe even more uh, potential home buyers who are having to shuffle off to the next uh, property. Absolutely. You have to have thick skin just because like it's uh the ages you got you got uh, uh, one
2: out of maybe yeah, you're right, 20 or 30 agents and the 20, 30 agents that didn't get it, whoa, they, they're just You know, and, and some of those agents that are representing the buyer, some of those agents actually do come in under asking price and, and they're do you know, and, and they're representing their client and I think, and they could be new buyers into the market. And so they got to get a feel of what's happening. So for instance, let's say a house was listed at 550,000 and, uh, an agent, uh, has a client, they're new into the market, you know, and they go in at 500,000 and his asking price is 550. He's telling his clients, you know, you, you shouldn't even be going in at all if you're not going full price or more. But but you got to do your job, you got to do your job. You're representing your buyer. So they go in and then they find out after, right? After it it it's sold, uh, they go to their client and say, "Hey, listen, you know that 500,000 you went in? Well, it, it actually sold 100,000 over asking. So you were they were off 150,000." So sometimes the new buyers come into the marketplace. They need to get kicked in the butt a few times before they actually, you know, step up their game and, and, and get going. And and that's the sad part in dealing with uh, when you're a, a, a sales representative dealing with a new buyer because it could be the best house for them and they would have paid a uh, hundred thousand over asking, but they didn't do that because they're brand new into the marketplace. So that's the hard part about uh, about this. So you have to have you have to. Have, it, it, Thick skin, absolutely. There's a lot of variables, and and it, and it, 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 it. They should have a show on people getting losing out on offers, <laughs> 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 on every all the agents how they react and how the how the buyers that were wanted to buy it how they react. It, it'd be uh, you'd be surprised on uh, the
1: the attitudes and and uh, and, and up the, how people are upset about that and, and people get angry. You'd be surprised. I, I can imagine. Uh, if you've missed out on a, a home or two, uh, call the uh, Golfie team at uh, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com and they're all over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Uh, why is that house listed for a dollar? A few times a year we see a Toronto house get listed for a buck media picks it up uh the golfy team's phones start to ring and i'm sure all the realtors phones start to ring but is that one dollar listing a good idea what's going on with this
2: bad idea bad (laughs) idea um because you know what it is you you don't have a benchmark and uh and then you're gonna you're gonna get all your time wasted so if you're a realtor that lists for a dollar there's a couple of reasons why you're putting it for a dollar you don't know what the actual value is so Uh, So you put it for a dollar and then everybody's going to come in with low offers. And, and again, it's, it's a lot lower than what the homeowner wants and it just, and then it just goes back off the market. Um, It's, it's not a good tactic to, 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 to put your house on the market. Now, just think about this. Now, if you're a buyer looking for a house, you're going to say, I am looking for a house between, Five hundred and seven hundred thousand. Do you know that house for a dollar that show, shows up on MLS is not going to even be on your on your uh, radar when it comes when, when a new listing comes up. Right. So so you eliminate all that and then and then you're expecting all this, but there's so many examples of 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 this failing, and, and you get and and I and usually you get maybe one or two a year, but I'd say I'd say at least one a year that comes out. Uh, They list for a dollar between the, you know, the Hamilton Niagara and the the GTA. And, And it's all because either the agent doesn't know his, his, his market, or he just can't get the number that he wants, or it just, there's a lot of circumstances out there and it's not a good tactic. And if your agent's telling you to list for a dollar, walk away, find, find somebody else that knows the market better.
1: So just last week, the Toronto Star picked up a story about a, a house in the junction that was listed for a loony. Uh, it was on the market for, for a few months at uh, a few different prices. And now the listing is claiming that it's the best offer wins for sure 100%, uh, despite the agent telling the star that uh, they won't accept less than $700,000. And uh, you've gone through a, a number of homes over the years that have been listed for a dollar in Toronto, and they haven't really panned out. They haven't, they haven't a lot, all of them end up failing. They just,
2: uh, you know what I mean? People don't know, you know, like you need a benchmark. You need to know, okay, Hey, it's okay to list undervalue, but like, but have a benchmark where people to start at like, like a $1, like, you know, as, as a realtor, I, I think it's, 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 it's not, uh, it's not going to work out well for you. It, you're going to end up losing that client and they're going to go to somebody else that knows the market. And then, and you're going to be known as the guy that doesn't know the market. So don't like I personally don't think I, I, I would never accept to list a house at a dollar. I would never do that. And, uh, and and I know any of my team members wouldn't would even think about it. But uh, again, the one dollar is not a good tactic uh, to sell your house. You will lose more money than anything. And there's so many examples here, um, Rick, that it shows they all failed. They like uh, they all failed. Like they, you know, there was one in the bridal path. They had it listed. It's it's like two, three years on the market, and they still couldn't get an offer, even when they put it at a dollar. And they and they tried different tactics, and they couldn't do it. Just list it at the right price; it'll sell. That's it. It just you know the the people know the market out there. The people do. But when you put it at a dollar, you kind of attract a lot of buyers that don't qualify to buy that house. And, and they're just going to go in, they're going to go in at a hundred dollars. You know, you, you waste a lot of time. And I guess if you only got one house, you sell a year, I guess you got the
1: time to deal with it,
2: but, uh, that's not the way to go.
1: You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. For the hottest listings in town, head online to RobGolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com, and call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905 575 7700. When we return, thinking about buying a home with a friend, or a family member and living with them? We'll tell you how to do it when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
1: Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Joining us once again is Rob Golfe, sales representative with REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfe team. Check them out online at robgolfe.com. That website address again is robgolfi.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And check out the Golfe team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thinking about buying a home with a friend or family member and living with them? Hmm, it kind of sounds like there might be a lot of cons to that, but there could be some pros as well. It's become increasingly popular because a lot of first-time buyers especially just can't afford, A, the down payment or the mortgage payments because, well, you know, housing prices in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara even have absolutely skyrocketed. So is this a good idea? Can it work, Rob?
2: It does work, but it doesn't work a lot of the time. <laughs> and you, you, you have to be very, very careful. I knew of uh, uh, two cousins, uh, bought a house together, and they moved in. Now, the one cousin did not know the other cousin liked to smoke marijuana. Oh, no. So, so the house was always smelling like marijuana. Well, the other cousin would go into work. Smelling like marijuana that didn't smoke marijuana oh, no. so it was it was pretty bad it was uh it was uh so that lasted probably i think uh six months six seven months uh and they eventually uh bought, one bought the other one out the parents helped out bought one the other one out and then the other one ended up getting their own house but it, it, you, you got you gotta know the person that you're buying the house with and and that you're moving in with because it could be a nightmare, and now you got this asset mm-hmm. that has uh, that 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 you're tangible together with, and it could be a it, it it could it it could be a very bad bad uh, relationship that uh, could go bad for the rest of your life with them. So be very careful. It 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 does happen, but it there's a lot of breakups. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, for sure. There there are there are a couple of pros. Obviously, you're going to have a greater down payment with more than one kind of income contributing to that uh, initial down payment, uh, operating costs obviously can be split. So whether it's, you know, the AC bill or, or, or the furnace bill, the, the hydroelectricity, all that kind of stuff, uh, maintenance costs, you know, if you have to fix the roof, you can pool your resources together. I think at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of understanding, uh, as to, you know, how the bills are going to be paid, who's responsible for what, having that initial kind of money meeting is absolutely crucial. Absolutely. And, and, and I know of people that have uh, moved in together,
2: two buddies and, uh, they lived together for, uh, three, three, four years. And, uh, the one buddy is, is, uh, you know, has got a girlfriend now they want to move in together in their own house. They sold it together and they both went separate ways, but they're great friends still. So it worked for those guys and it, and it does work for a lot of people. But like I said, you have to know who you're moving in with uh, if you're going to uh, buy an asset, but it, there's a lot of positives, that's for sure. It, it, it is cheaper, and, and a lot of people are doing it now because the way housing prices are going, they need to do it. It, it. It's the only way to get into the housing market.
1: Right, and you almost have to have like a prenup. You know, like who who pays for what, who's responsible for what, who lives in what area of the house? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Who gets the Who
2: gets the bedroom with the ensuite? All that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big factor. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you, you you have and, and the lawyer puts something together. Uh, for you when you're when you're closing a deal, they'll do a little 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 small prenup or uh, just kind of like just saying here's the brown like the, the the buyers that are buying it like the two people uh, they come up with their rules and then they'll say hey this is our rules this is what I'm going to be paying because I get the house with I get the room with the ensuite he doesn't so that means uh, I should be paying maybe you know a certain percentage more because I've got the luxury of the of, of the home um, but definitely. Um, uh, you, you have to have something in writing so that you, you got your boundaries there and, you know, and if it doesn't have a finished basement, it's tough cause now you're sharing the same living room and then, you know, but if you do have a finished basement, then each of you you know, you can have your own separate ways of going with, you know, your own, your own uh, friends and stuff that you can hang out with. But, um, there's a lot of pluses and there are uh, a lot of minuses about it, but uh, right now a lot of people are looking at that because it's the only way they can afford it.
1: Looking to make your next move or trying to take advantage of this seller's market? Call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I dot com. Don't forget, Golfy gets it sold and they do so safely during the COVID-19 pandemic. And check that out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. When we come back, buying a home, sight unseen. Oof! Talk about diving in uh, feet first. The Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML.
0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. (laughs)
1: One more go-round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. On the line once again, Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. The phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfi.com. And check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and instagram as well if you have a question for the golfy team or a topic idea you want us to tackle in a future episode send them an email questions at again that's questions at we're still in a pandemic we know that uh, you know certain protocols have to be followed when uh, realtors are showing homes and, and homes are going up for sale. You can't just, you know, stumble into open houses anymore like you used to. Uh, there's a lot of safety protocols that have to be adhered to. And, and to that end, you know, some people are buying homes sight unseen. They, they don't go, they don't physically go into the home. They're checking it out on, uh, obviously on the MLS. Uh, maybe there's some social media videos like the Golfy team puts on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they're not actually there, but they're buying the home because they like what they see on their screen.
2: Yes. Uh, in, in my first year in real estate, I did have somebody buy a house sight unseen. And really? It, it, and it, it's a scary moment for even the, the, the realtor. They were buying it through me. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and so I said, listen, I, I prefer to have a friend or family that looks at the house for you. And they, they can walk around the house and kind of show it through, um, you know, some kind of uh, way. And back then, uh, it was in 1998. Eight, I think it was so they
1: have a camcorder and, go through the house
2: <laughs> yeah basically there well, wasn't like there wasn't 3d tour yeah. only photographers basically we had to have um uh a, a family friend walk through the house and, the, and they basically described it and say well in this room is this and I mean they had all the measurements and the one thing about that is if it's not in a seller's market um, it, that's fine. Uh, you can sell it, but if you're in a seller's market, you better have that deposit check with you because th- a lot of times they, they can have buyer's remorse. Also, a lot of people that do buy houses sight unseen, they end up selling within two to three years after they moved in because they may have, they, they could have been in a different country or a different province. They couldn't get there. The house came up and it looked, sounded good. And, and it was the neighborhood that they wanted, but, but really it's not quite the, the floor plan or whatever, but they said, this is the neighborhood I want to be in because this is where my kids are going to go to school. That's where we see a lot of stuff sight unseen. Now, right now we've got technology like crazy. Uh, we've got 3d tours, we've got videos, we've got photography, and, and we got so much information that people are buying them because of COVID sight unseen, just because they want, they need a house and they, they and they don't want to go through because they're, um, you know, worried about um, with this COVID uh, that's happening, right. they're buying it. But, they, but you have to put in to your offer that they are purchasing this house without seeing it physically themselves uh, so that everybody is aware of that. And uh, so the agent that is representing the buyer that's buying that is not going to, you know, uh, be in trouble and say, hey, well, my agent said this and it, it doesn't have that. So we just kind of, you know, Hey, you want to buy it sight unseen this, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, condoning it, but if you want to do it, this is the, here's all the information, but I always try to get a, a third party in there. That's a family or friend that walks through. So they can, but they get scared too. Cause they don't want to say this is great. Yeah. buy <laughs> it. Right, And then all yeah. of a sudden they move in and they go, what, you're my friend that you're supposed to help me on yeah. this. So nobody wants to take the,
1: the full responsibility. And pushing a friend into buying a house that they didn't see yet. That's a good point. Two (laughs) two of the most popular reasons why people buy homes sight unseen, apart from COVID, obviously, uh, would be that, you know, they're moving to a city. uh, Maybe they're moving cross country or they're moving to a new country. And another reason is, you know, that the the home is going to be gutted or torn down anyway, so they don't really care what it kind of looks like inside. Uh, We have about a minute, Um, you know, scouring the neighborhood or learning about the neighborhood apart from just the home is also important as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, people know neighborhoods.
2: They know, like, you'd be surprised. We, we get people calling us. They say, I need to be in this neighborhood. And then we will even try to help them uh, by uh, knocking on doors and, and, and sending out uh, letters to people that have the style of house that they're looking for in certain neighborhoods. You know, they may say to us, I need a three bedroom. I need a bungalow with a garage, and the lot size has got to be this. And we'll describe that into a letter and send it out to that neighborhood. And somebody's going to say, Hey, this is, this is exactly what I have. I think, you know, we can probably make a match here. And, uh, and we do do that quite often. If somebody's looking for a particular house in a certain neighborhood, we will put out a letter. Uh, to that neighborhood so to see if somebody uh see if we can match uh, somebody to the to the house uh, that they're looking at buying
1: don't forget golfy gets it sold online at robgolfy.com call them anytime at 905-575-7700 rob thanks for joining us once again and thank you for listening to the golfy real estate show hamilton edition we're back next saturday at 9 on 900 CHML
0: the preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertising The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900CHML.